1: Well, we are so pleased to have you with us right here on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, who will be talking about a mental health-related issue that we toss around each week, picking a different topic to try to provide information and knowledge to you. Dr. Jamie Heisman is Chief Compassion Officer for Project Omega at Wellmed Medical Management He's a well-known psychotherapist and expert in addictions and caregiving as well and has been involved in mental health issues and patient care for a long time. Carol Zernial, our other co-host, is executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. She's the past chair of the Board of Directors of the National Council on Aging. She has a master's degree in social gerontology, over 25 years' experience in the field of aging and caregiving and is Next Avenue's Top 50 Influencer on Aging. Well, one of Next Avenue's Top Influencers <laughs> on Aging. And Carol, you have a topic for us today.
2: I do. So in with the Caregiver SOS program under the WellMed Charitable Foundation, we have the privilege of working with lots of different caregivers. And, you know, occasionally we'll run across that caregiver who is happy, energized, seemingly make all the caregiver duties effortless, thinks up games, and other caregivers and some sometimes we ourselves will look and think, how do they get, how come they're like that? What makes them so happy? What makes it so easy for them? So I guess my question, Jamie, is what is it about the caregiver who is, you know, in the right place and, and happy go lucky, it's all good.
3: You know, resilience is what it's about, Carol. You know, I'm a trauma therapist. So looking at trauma itself, pe- the way people adjust to these episodic things that hit their life changes it sometimes absolutely in a hideous sort of way. Um, and those who have smaller traumas or things that go on like car accidents, et cetera, the way we really can integrate this and the way we can emerge out of it, the way is Dwayne Wade once said in NBA here in Miami, when we fall down seven times and get up eight, that's really the indicator of whether a caregiver is going to be able to look at this challenging long term marathon and taking care of a loved one and really see the glasses half full instead of half empty. It's the level of resilience that they have prior to caregiving, which will really dictate how they actually do caregiving.
1: Well, how does resilience affect whether you're happy or not?
3: Resilience is a thing in our minds. It's like a piggy bank in some ways. I always say to people that we kind of have to deposit into when things are going really well, not when things are just crises. Crisis stabilization is totally different. But putting things in our in, in resilience bank account is doing things for ourselves, Ron, that are self-esteem driven, stepping out, doing walks, yoga, things that really blow our hair back, that make us feel good. When we do that enough, then when we go through crises as a caregiver, there's something there we can pull from. So when crisis hits, we really have that. Literally, if you want to say it really succinctly for our listener, it is about raising our self-esteem and getting in touch with our stress period, our stress reduction methods. That is the key to developing resilience and self-esteem.
2: So. If, we, if, I, if I'm a caregiver and I'm grumpy all the time and, I'm, and I don't feel like I'm on top of the caregiving situation and I see that other caregiver who has that resilience is doing so well, how, how do I reframe in my own mind? What are the techniques I use to create a pathway to be more resilient?
3: That's a great question. So I'll give you a three-pronged way here. Um, one is emotional self-regulation, which is how do I do it? Well, I got to do the things I just mentioned, okay? Uh, do breath work, do meditation, yoga, ways to change the neural pathways of our mind. Take a look at that other person that you attracted to their energy and see how they got there. It probably is they were able to break these habits, be parent themselves. The second way is i Go to all the, if you're in Texas, certainly go to caregiver SOSs. And if you're in other areas, find yourself a support group because emotional self regulation is number one, but emotional social regulation is number two in terms of developing resilience, being around healthy people, people who reflect to you really good vibes and meet you halfway. That's really the the secret sauce. It it truly is. But you got to get out of the house and realize it's a two-pronged deal. One is to emotionally self-regulate. That's your autonomic nervous system. And two, to be around healthy people who can reflect back to you uh, their ways of doing things, like the caregiver you're describing.
1: I want to tell you about a friend in just a moment, but for those who may have just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zernial. I have a friend who is a well-known physician, Dr. Barbie lopez Uh, who has said on air interviewing her that she used to be, as a teenager, Little Miss Negative. Whatever it was, she didn't like it. If someone said the sky is blue, she'd say, no, it's black. And she finally one day decided, you know what? I'm going to be happy. And she is and somehow turned herself into the world's most upbeat, happy person. Now, is that what you're describing, Jamie, that you can do that to yourself? I am, Ron. I,
3: I don't think there's a silver bullet in that way. I think uh, who you're talking about, Dr. Lopez, is, is very, very powerful in what she did. But I got to think there was a ramp up to that place. That was someplace that, because it's about awareness, transformation, and self-love. So her decision obviously is pretty transformative but it must have taken her a lot of how do i say uh knees on the ground some suffering hell and damnation uh, the alternative wasn't good to get to that place was i'm not going to be debbie downer anymore somehow or another i'm going to be happy and here's what it takes to make me happy i don't think it's a lightning bolt a silver bullet or a cape i bet you if you really sat with her and did a full history uh it was a process not an event
2: well and I sometimes play a game where there's a person that I admire that works with us um, and she's so patient and she's always using honey instead of a stick. When things get tough and she's in a difficult situation and I will play a game, you know, and I pretend what would she, I'm her. Well, how would she respond? And then I try to respond like I think she would and as opposed to maybe my, me in attack mode. Uh, and and sometimes that actually works.
3: It does, Carol. Let me just tell you, uh, the fight, flight, freeze response is something we all have. Uh, But but what you're saying is exactly cool. It's, it's, It's on target. It's fake it till you make it. We offer that to addicts and alcoholics. Oh, they go into a meeting. Oh, I'm not like any of these people. Oh, no, they're out in the streets. They're one step from the fire barrel. Really? Really? You all have a chronic terminal illness here. Why don't you talk about it? At the end, when they say I can't, we tell them fake it till you make it. And what you just said is so true, Carol. You've got that Person, that example where you're looking at them and really admiring them. And even if it's not you, if you emulate them long enough and you see the advantages, the alternatives working, you're right. I bet you can adjust it because fake it to make it does work. I know people in many years of recovery who initially never wanted it who use that as a strategy.
1: What would Freud say? Are we made that way in a negative sense? Is it our upbringing? Is it our parents? Is it all our mother and father's fault if we're a negative nanny? You know, that goes far beyond Freud. God loved Freud and
3: psychoanalytic theories. And I think he was dead on correct with half of them. The other half are <laughs> a little challenging. But I will say it is our child rearing, period, end of story. You will not find the child who is raised in a healthy environment, and that is being in a fair, consistent, available environment where your caregiver is there for you, eye to eye, unconditional love, not sitting there looking at a you know social media and walking away and not doing it. Not, 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 you know, being ignorant and, and pushing a person away. You know, if you have a, a healthy person, authentic person who's attached well, who's telling you the truth and dealing with things in a very authentic way, Ron, you're going to end up with a better, more realistic way of looking at life, like Carol's caregiver. If, on the other hand, you're not attached to your loved one, you came out looking conflict and cynicism, and I don't trust the world. Guess what? That's where the Debbie Downers are created.
1: But well, you're remake I will, yourself.
2: I'll, let me add one thing that For I sure. heard Jamie, Jamie was saying, fake it till you make it. Um, I might add to that practice makes perfect. You, <laughs> know, you have to practice. You have to start somewhere being positive and happy. So practice it. It does get easier.
1: That's a good share. way to put a capper on today. Thank you, Carol. That's great. Dr. Jamie Heisman. Thank you, Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you again very soon right here on Take 10.